Welcome to Force Points to the Point Cybersecurity Podcast. Each week, join Eric Trexler and Erica Pierce to explore the latest in government cybersecurity news and trending topics. Always covered in 15 minutes or less. Now, let's get to the point. Welcome back to To The Point Cybersecurity. I am one of your hosts, Erica Pierce, and joined as always by Eric Trexler. How are you doing this week, Eric? I'm doing great, Erica. Our first international edition. Yes, yes. This is exciting. We have Andy Wall, who is the Chief Security Officer for the uh, UK's Office of National Statistics. Hi, Andy. Hello. Well, I have to say, Andy, you know, we were reading um, about or I was should I, I should say I was reading about your background. I know you and Eric have met before and it's quite impressive. Um, you are a chartered fellow of the British Computer Society. You are a fellow of the Institute of Scientific and Technical Communications and a member of the Institute of Information Security Professionals. So <laughs> you are definitely a, a subject matter expert, I would say, in what we'll talk about today. And Erica Sab's a master art architect. Yes, and my understanding, and correct us if I'm wrong, you're only the 11th person to receive that designation in the world, right, Andy? Is that did I get it all right? I am. I am. I'm very fortunate to um, to have been part of the Sabser Institute and the Sabser approach to security. It's uh, it's it's great fun, I have to say. Well, we're thankful that you could take time to join us on our little podcast because obviously you're a very <laughs> very busy um, a very busy man. So we appreciate it. Erica, what I what I loved about Andy when I met him, having known about his technical background, is he's a business person. He has a consulting background. He's now in a significant role in the UK government, but he thinks like a business person. It's not about cybersecurity, it's about the business. And it, it fascinated me, or the conversations we had. And, and actually, Eric, that's that's the key thing about, you know, what I regard as modern security approaches. It's really, it's about the business. It's always about the business. Security isn't there just as a function by itself. It's there to support the business. And I know when, when you were when you were over in the UK and we were talking about this, and my, my, the, the concept in my head was old world, new world. And I know that fascinated some of your colleagues around what, the old world of security and a very process-heavy, intensive paper generation type of approach to a much more modern, agile, building security in as you design things. Um, you're proactive, you're linking things back to what the business are concerned about in their, the way they operate their, their, their organization. And the, the crown jewels, the things they value most is, is what actually gets drawn out using the new world techniques. That, that's what fascinated me from the conversation. Erica, you, you've heard me say a few times on the podcast, well, how would you explain that to my mom? Right. <laughs> right. And, and Andy went through the old world versus new world. And I run into very few customers or partners who look at this as a business and they understand, they, they look at a, a different approach to accreditations, to risk management, to how do they protect the data in the environment really by looking at business goals and risk appetite something maybe mom couldn't understand but most people in government or industry can relate to the business it wasn't just about the technology even though andy has a tremendous amount of certifications and knowledge from the technology perspective that's what makes it so exciting to me 
I mean, part of the aspect from, I mean, I, I joined ONS, as you know, Eric, when we, when we were speaking, less than uh, two years ago. And when I joined, ONS reflected quite a lot of the sort of old world thinking around security. It was that um, accredit, UK accreditation approach, which is effectively generating risk assessments, you know, towards the end of the design phases rather than the start of an, an, an early parts of the, the design itself. It was too retrospective, too backwards looking. Um, and ONS itself was undergoing a huge amount of transformation within its business operations. I mean, I don't know who, who um, the people who, who will listen to this understand what a statistics organization does, but effectively it collects information on everyone in the country, mm-hmm. in the UK. Um, both citizens who live there, and you know, we have a, things called the longitudinal study, which effectively, you know, we pick a number of birthdays and people are tracked for their lives in terms of the the data that's generated through different government departments and the, the commercial sector, but also on visitors into the country. Um, so it's not just about UK citizens; it's anyone who visits the UK get, ends up in our, our systems. So we have this huge collection of data. Not a single data set, but multiple data sets which get analysed and linked together. Um, so it's incredibly valuable. But you know, the modern approach for this is, you know, big data hubs, um, you know, lots of analytical um, tools which run across those big data hubs. It's a complex technical environment, not not alone a security environment, which is another layer on top of that. Mm-hmm. But the data has to be collected and then made available to people because that's what the business does. Um, so it's really important when I joined to get a, a, a much better understanding of what the organisation was trying to achieve. What was it? What were, were the long-term goals of the organisation? What aspirations were underpinning the the technological approach they were adopting, but also how they were changing the approaches they use within the business itself in order to improve statistics generation, improve the speed of it, improve the different types of data they were using. And a good example I think I told Eric at the time was we do UK VAT um, generation, so how much is, uh, value-added tax has been collected by the UK at certain points in the year. Under the old mechanisms, it was taking you know weeks and then days to compile all this information. Under the new mechanisms, it was taking hours. It was a fundamental business transformation. It had improved systems and improved approaches which supported a better statistical generation. Security needed to be part of that. It needed to be involved in the conversation. It needed to understand why the business was doing things that way in order to support it more going going forward. What was it doing had, before? Security was sitting almost on the side, retrospectively applying things using a set of rules which didn't really support or underpin the transformation that the business had already done. The term I use when I joined is the fact that if you imagine ONS transformation as a train, the train had left the station, it was going down the line, and security were in the, the rear carriage. City needed to move towards the front of the train and actually help drive it, because a secure train is a, a huge enabler for the business. Being in the back of, of, of the train means you're actually just dead weight being carried along. That's why I, I, I described it. So, Andy, 
were folks ready to get on the train? Were they ready to embrace this uh, this this movement? This in terms of the the changes that need to be put in place as far as the security measures. Um, it's fair to say it's been very challenging. <laughs> <laughs> um, security security is not just a technical function in, in ONS, it's a physical, it's a personnel, it's a cultural function at the same time. It cuts across the organisation. It was focused within technology and it needed to stand further back mm-hmm. and look at it from across the whole organisation. And I brought that, that, that wider view to the, to the, uh, the approach. And Erica, we spoke quite a bit. The piece that fascinated me was when we spoke about the employees, their morale, their focus, with the uh, the, the evolution was and, and is continuing to this day. And, and if you could share some of that, I think it would be very interesting to our listeners. So um, when I joined, security as a function was had multiple teams, each with their own space not joined up together, they're in different parts of the organization. And they felt generally they weren't being listened to very much. Um, there had been some reviews done from external consultants to help ONS board and seniors to understand where they were at that point in time. And my, my role was created from the first review effectively because they recognized they needed a, a sort of single cross organizational you know, leader to do this. Um, and part of what I saw was security wasn't really taken seriously in the, in the, in the way that the organisation should have taken it seriously. And it's, it's changed hugely now. What I did was brought together all of those individual teams from across the business areas and put them into one function, which cuts across ONS completely. Um, the fact that the team members were part of that conversation, they helped build the, the new single team, they helped structure how it was going to operate. Um, I firmly believe that um, we have to trust our staff to do things in the, in the right way, but you give them the space and the time to do, to work out what they need to do themselves under the direction that you give them and the targets you set them. And the team have flourished. Can you give us an example or two of what what's evolved or changed as a result? <laughs> Um, so I brought together information management, which clearly, if you don't know what data you've got, how can you, you secure it? At the same time as building a new security operations centre, um, the good example in that, in, in that area was I, I wanted proper um, uh, monitoring of systems. And we went down two routes. One is a rule-based route where we, we, we look at the the scenarios we want to alert on and the team build rules around those and the second one was a machine learning tool which it writes the rules itself based upon actually the patterns of activity it sees across the estate i didn't specify which tools i left that to the team themselves because at the end of the day it's those those staff who are using the tools they need to be comfortable with the interface i delegated it to the team themselves so they did the investigations. They came back to me with recommendations. Uh, we did some testing. We had suppliers involved to sh- to, to give us the, the interface so we, we could look at it in, in the right way. But the choice of the tool was left to the team themselves. Because at the end of the and, day, it really doesn't matter as long as you meet the business outcomes or that, results. And that, that's the exact point, Eric. It's about the outcome that I, I was looking for. And the team felt tremendously empowered that they were given this trust 
that in order to achieve that outcome, they were left to their own devices about the way they, they, they reached that outcome. Um, and because I trusted them to do it, they, they repaid that time and time again now over the last year by actually you know, understanding they're in control of their, their role and the, and the way they operate that role. Um, because guess what? It's their role. Mm-hmm. You know, they know what, what the outcomes are. They know what the aspirations are. And they're meeting it in their own way, which they're most comfortable with. Not me imposing upon a certain fixed way that is my world outlook. It's their world outlook, but my outcomes. And so what's on the horizon next, uh, Andy? I mean, it sounds like you've, you've really helped um, drive a, a lot of transformation. But I, I know transforma- transformation never stops. But what's what's next? No, it doesn't stop. I mean, we've um, my when I joined, we I, I had in my mind a three-year program. We've only just finished year one in reality, which is building security foundations. That's only the, the, the early part of the work. Year two is around actually operating those foundations to a good level, to making sure all of the aspects we wanted to implement have been implemented to a working level. Year three is actually accelerating actually the implementation of and the operation of that to to a much higher level across the whole estate in order to achieve the overall security vision when i joined which was you know we 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 have a supreme view and oversight of all the activity related to the data we actually collect and we're generating real mi about that with real underpinning protective monitoring uh, security clearances for staff screening all of those things come together in a single holistic view for security to protect what the, the organization values most. Um, it- it's, it's uh, you know, a three-year journey to get us to a certain level. That level has to evolve going forward because guess what? The bad guys evolve as well. Threats mm-hmm. evolve, tools right. and technology evolves, and you can never just say, hey, the job's done. So, Andy, you put the vision together, you articulate the vision to the team and gain buy-in, you then empower them, and as they're rolling out, you continue to evolve and mature through the process. Is yes. that a fair sum- summarization that's, of what you're that's doing? Much, much better phrase than I phrased it, Eric, yes. Well, I, I was really just <laughs> parroting back what I heard from you, so I, I think it's really what you did. So let me ask you a question. You've got commercial experience in the consulting world, the business world, you've got, you have government experience. Why is this so darn difficult? Or as we might say in the UK, so bloody difficult for people to do. I mean, this is the first time, I I love this story because you don't hear this. Colleagues across government and within my own organization have asked me the same question time and time again over the last year or so. What they want to do is to understand how we've achieved what we have achieved and actually bottle it, put it together and then reuse it in different parts of the organisation because it's the coalescence of all of those people things we talked about earlier, the use of systems and technology combined with that and then it's been delivered in a sort of very open, um, honest fashion across the organisation. It, it, it's been a success story, um, partly because of the drive that well, you know, I brought to the organization, massively reinforced and taken forward, to be honest, 
by the team who felt they understand what their role is in the organisation. They understand how the the what they they get from implementing and operating within that role their own personal satisfaction levels, as well as real achievable outcomes that we mentioned earlier. It's, it is massively difficult. Organisations across the world struggle with this. We've, it, it, is, is it a fluke? I don't know. Is it lucky? Certainly luck has a, has a great big part to, to play in it. But the fact that we've consistently done things in the right way with the right people wanting to do the right things and massively buying into it has certainly underpinned it all. Um, but it's, uh, as you said earlier, it's a journey. Um, we've made a fantastically good start. We've got to keep it going, and that's much harder in reality. How much turnover did you experience? Uh, not a lot, actually. In, um, we've grown the team massively. When I joined, there were only about 16 people in reality uh, doing core security functions. The team is now approximately 48. Oh, wow. um, as I've widened, yeah, as I've, I've widened the role, so effectively I I own the Kim function, which is good information management, which underpins good security. I own the sort of risk advisory team, who do secure by design activity and project space and and normal organisational operational space. We built a SOC team in two locations, the primary and the secondary, uh, for backup purposes, um, and I've built. Um, uh, effectively an access management team who help do uh, uh, who challenge the business around uh, why do they need data and what attributes they have and then they go and perform investigations all of those that's that single team view collectively you know talks about security across the organization um, the fact they've they've seen the team grow um, we've only had two levers in almost two years shows that you know retention rates have been fantastically high and people have only only moved on because they've had their own personal reasons for it rather than they want a better job per se um, because they're creating their own job now they're, they're they're living a different aspect of security which they weren't living two years ago and it excites them they can see you know their their role as i said earlier and how that cont contributes to the success of the organization and that linkage is in incredibly important people see what they do makes a real difference in ONS from, from a security perspective um, we had every year the civil service of the UK do a, something called a people survey where they ask staff everyone in, in across the civil service you know almost half a million people a series of questions around their role the activity they do, you know, how comfortable they are, all those things. And this year, when we did the, the, the people survey and we had the results from the combined team, we're hitting the 90% of satisfaction from staff. It's made a real difference to how they perceive themselves. And the fact that we're, you know, my team, our team collectively, is one of the highest scoring teams across the civil service based upon the people surveying how comfortable they are with themselves is a real credit to the work they've done but it really demonstrates the power of that collective nature and the collective view of the team and how they they deliver to it you know i i couldn't be prouder of them because it's their work which has achieved this really all i've done is point to them in the right direction to some extent and 
you know, su supported them through conversations with our board to make sure the investment is there to take forward how we want to take security forward. But it's the team who's made the difference, really. They've so been, the, you know, they've, they've been fantastic. Wow. So the board's on, the board's online with you. Your people are online, and it's just working. Yes, it is just I working. Yes, this should be a case study yeah. because this is—it's really impressive. I mean, what you've done with your organization, you know, and again, the the buy-in and that you have from the employees and the morale and and the low turnover. I mean, it, it really is impressive, especially to see such such growth and um, transformation. I, I I just you know I'm I'm immensely proud of the team um, and the work they've done. You know, it's been a huge collective effort, but it reinforces the point to me. It's about people and how you treat them. It just so happens we're working in, in a security environment, but it's about the people. Right. We and didn't talk about a technology at all. Right. <laughs> no, correct. We haven't. We, because, funny enough, Eric, that's the point. Exactly. You don't need to. You, you, you don't need to because the technology is just a tool that the team use and the organization uses. The tools will change over time. We know that. The tools we were working with two years ago are different to the tools we're operating now. The people haven't changed. So you focus on the people to get it right, get that buy-in, give them the empowerment, give them the trust, support them, expect them to fail and make mistakes, but they do it in the right way and then they learn from it. And being, having that trust that, don't worry, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, we can try a different way is what I've, you know, we've tried to inculcate that within the team and to get them to actually not be afraid of trying things because a lot of what they do try is actually really good stuff. And they're the guys who are making it up and delivering higher levels of outcomes that we're looking for because they're actually testing stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, it's just, you know, it's, it's a great story. You know, it's, it's, it's fabulous. It is. Erica, I think I know we're near the end here, but it's about the people, not the tech. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's such an important point. Well, a Andy, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I, as we said, I mean, it, it really is an, an interesting and fascinating uh, story in terms of what you've done. So in, and best of luck in, <laughs> as you continue this journey. Thank you. It's been really nice sharing it with you. And um, and obviously, Eric, if you're over next time again, I'm more than happy to have a, have another beer, so to speak. I will be over in September. <laughs> there you go. That, that, that sounds like a, we're on already. <laughs> we are. If you're game, I am. Good, yeah, thank good, you. Good international relations, so we appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> and, and Erica, Andy's in Boston right now. He's going to a Red Sox game, so this will be exciting for him tonight. <laughs> yeah, good times, good well, times. Go Sox. Well, Red Sox, yes. I mean, I've got, I'm looking forward to four hours of boredom, but, uh, you know, that's, that's my view. <laughs> It's a as long as there's hot dogs, pursuit. burgers, and beer. All of those are available at, at a baseball game. So if that's all it requires, uh, you'll have a great time. Yeah. You'll have enough Super. beer in Boston. You'll be fine, yeah. Andy. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I, I look forward to it then. Well, thank you. It's been again. great talking to you guys. Yes, great talking to you. Thank you again for joining us. And thank you to everyone who listened this week. Um, please continue to subscribe, to um, give us ratings, and to let us know what you'd like for us to talk about next. Until next time. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast, brought to you by Forcepoint. For more information and show notes from today's episode, please visit www.forcepoint.com slash govpodcast. 
And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or the Google Play Store. 